This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser from Bloomberg Radio. Moderna requesting clearance for its coronavirus vaccine in the U.S. after a new analysis showed the vaccine was highly effective in preventing COVID-19 with no serious safety problems. A Moderna spokesman saying in a text message late this afternoon that its application for an emergency use authorization for its COVID shot had been delivered to the U.S. FDA. I want to welcome Dr. Nubar Afayan. He is co-founder and chairman of Moderna. He is with us on the phone in Cape Cod. Uh, Dr. Afayan, so nice to have you with us. It's been another big Monday for you folks at Moderna. Tell us about the significance of the news that we got today and the delivery to the FDA. Well, thanks for having me. Um, Indeed, uh, it seems like the past uh, eight months since we started the first phase one trial uh, to go to develop a vaccine um, is at once eight years as well as eight weeks in the sense that it's just passed in an incredibly uh, rapid way. And, and we're very pleased today to get to the end of the clinical process. At least the, the top line results were announced today showing the, the efficacy that you referred to, the 94% efficacy, and in particular with severe cases of COVID, uh, effectively complete efficacy uh, in, in terms of preventing. Um, I think what the significance of this is both obviously on, on the population broadly, um, in order to get some protection, there's, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about how we get to a, a broader set of vaccinations, but ultimately our hope is that a vaccine will be a form of a molecular mask. People are constantly talking about how a mask may be a better vaccine, but ultimately if we can actually uh, wear a mask that's effectively our immune system and it already knows to look out for and neutralize uh, a virus uh, of this kind, that's the ultimate goal we're all shooting for. And so certainly the data is suggestive that that's at least technically possible. And uh, now it's going to be about getting the regulatory approvals, getting the supplies as we ramp up more and more in production, and, and so do others, um, to get it out there and get as broad a protection as we can. So it's exciting on the one hand. On the other hand, I'll say that for a company like Moderna, a Cambridge-based company, uh, having spent the past 10 years pioneering the whole messenger RNA technology platform. Uh, This is not our first program. This is our roughly 20th drug and vaccine program, but it will be the first one to be broadly available. And that's another major milestone for the company. Well, and what's interesting too, and there's been a lot of analysis about, you know, this is your second press release in about two weeks, but the specific data sets have yet to be released uh, when it, when in terms of addressing things like long-term durability and safety data, um, we don't know, right, in terms of the impact the vaccine might have on elderly and the most vulnerable. When will we see some of that information? Well, as we get data, we've made it uh, an important priority to release the data that we have. Okay. We have the data that we've released today. Uh, in terms, you, you said a couple of different things. In terms of long-term protection, the only way to be able to assess that is in the long term. And so we're just going to have to wait a few months as folks who received vaccines over the last few months have the six-month, nine-month, 12-month periods, and then we'll see how strong the protection will be. We suspect that we'll have very strong protection, but we need to see that in data. As for the, the different age groups, and for that matter, different diversity groups, mm-hmm. um, as you may remember, Moderna actually slowed down its trial to ensure that we had a much broader set of uh, uh, diversity subgroups included in the trial, uh, and, and, and we were very happy to, to have a very large percentage of our participants come from appropriate 
representative groups, uh, people of color, etc. And in terms of age, we did announce today that we don't see in the in these trial results differences by age group, particularly in the elderly, mm-hmm. where we see strong protection as we do in other age groups. So, you know, we're we're gathering the data. I think this notion that data should be completely available doesn't take into account that data is gathered over time. And so if we wait until the end of the day, uh, we're following the FDA's guidelines as to what is necessary for a filing, and, and we're, we're, we will continue to do that. More and more medical data will become available as we learn more. Right, more information. So listen, we got some more information by you folks filing with the FDA. My understanding is the FDA is scheduled to meet, I believe, December 10th to talk about uh, Pfizer and their vaccine. And then I think on December 17th to talk about your vaccine. Do you have any expectations about when ultimately you will get an answer from the FDA? We hope, and based on the discussions with the company, we expect that it'll be hopefully a matter of a short number of days before we have a, an EUA clearance. That's completely up to the FDA and its professionals. And, and I, let me add my voice to the, to the, to the group who, who absolutely believes that the FDA has the, 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 the experience, the professionals, and has the, devoted significant resources all along, not just starting today, to ensure that we have the safest uh, possible vaccines properly reviewed. So they will do their work. But our, our hope and expectation is that a few days later, we'll be in a position to, to be able to get a green light and start uh, getting the vaccine out. Right. So pretty quickly. So and my understanding is some of the numbers, I think Stefan Bensal, your CEO, had talked about shipping 20 million doses in the United States by the end of the year. Does that seem like a real number? Uh, that is the number that we have stated publicly. Obviously, we're working feverishly to to accumulate uh, more and more supplies. But Stefan and his team uh, on the manufacturing side have just done a phenomenal job of, of getting, and, and with our partners, by the way, I should say, Lonza is a, is a major partnership we have with a contract manufacturing group, uh, as well as the Operation Warp Speed folks. There's been an incredible effort to do what usually takes four or five years in a fraction of that time without compromising any aspect of the rigor of testing and so that, that is the 20 million, uh, uh, 20 million dose number is the number we've stated we believe we'll have available. And then more importantly, in 2021, we're looking at uh, 500 million to a billion doses that will be produced by us. Wow. Uh, and, and I think that begins together with other folks to have adequate protection globally. So, you know, I've got to be quite honest with you, um, Dr. Fayan, that I think individuals, we have a lot of conversations here. There are people who are saying we're not going to take the vaccine. It's been rushed. Or or others who say, I don't know which is the right vaccine for me. It looks like Pfizer and Moderna will be kind of to the finish line um, at, at similar times. You know, what's your advice to individuals about how they choose which vaccine they're supposed to take? What's the guidance that you guys will all be giving? Well, I think you have to realize that the, 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 the supplies of vaccine will be limited, particularly in the first few months. Right. And so I don't expect that this is not a consumer kind of choice where people are going to be shopping for the best vaccine. In fact, I think the data is essentially overlapping, and that's because the technology that has been pursued by our colleagues at Pfizer is similar. Uh, and, and so we, we have every reason to expect that it would have a a good level of protection. Um, so I think the initial choice will not be about 
differences. There are other vaccines that will surely follow and as more data is available, if vaccines come along that have, let's assume, a lower level of efficacy, but still are available and can be used, the question will be, where, where does that make most sense? Is there age groups that you want to protect kind of more because of their vulnerability? So those are all choices that will be made by governments, their health agencies in the U.S., the CDC will have a big say. Of course, uh, uh, the, 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 the health, health departments in various uh, uh, states will be, all of them will be involved. So long way of saying that I think people's choices will not be about which one, but rather whether. Right. And on that front, as you said, people have every right and probably obligation to think very carefully, but also seek guidance from healthcare professionals, medical professionals, who in turn will be looking at the data, the data that we're generating and that we'll have available through the FDA regulatory process. You may realize that the advisory meetings that will take place Mm -hmm. will have submissions of full data sets, which will be public. So the public data will be scrutinized by doctors, by health officials. And at the end of the day, look, it's an individual decision. But we make these decisions every day. You could could decide that you want to kind of watch the, the, the lights when you're crossing the street. You could decide right. to walk across the street without looking at the lights. And right. if people have freedom of choice. Understood. What you do under the circumstances is a is, is a different question. I think people are going to be very thoughtful. Well, you guys have been great in coming on and talking to us about uh, all these steps along the way. So we look forward to hearing the decision from the FDA. Dr. Nubar Afayan, he is co-founder and chairman of Moderna.